Welcome, I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes. It's a podcast where we're studying the Bible. We're working our way through the book of 1 Corinthians. Today is episode 400. We're looking at 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 14 to 21. Let's read our passage. I'm not writing this to shame you, but to warn you as my dear children. For you have countless instructors in Christ, but you don't have many fathers. For I became your father in Christ Jesus through the gospel. Therefore I urge you to imitate me. This is why I have sent Timothy to you. He is my dearly loved and faithful child in the Lord. He will remind you about my ways in Christ Jesus, just as I teach everywhere in every church. Now some are arrogant, as though I were not coming to you. But I will come to you soon, if the Lord wills, and I will find out not the talk, but the power of those who are arrogant. For the kingdom of God is not a matter of talk, but of power. What do you want? Should I come to you with a rod, or in love and a spirit of gentleness? This is Paul's first letter to the church at Corinth. He had founded the church on his second missionary journey about five years earlier. He's now on his third missionary journey, and he's in Ephesus. He was in Ephesus for about three years, and sometime during that point he has written 1 Corinthians and 2 Corinthians. Paul's heard of trouble in Corinth, that there is factions, divisions, they're fighting with each other over things, they're, they're just having a lot of trouble, and some of them are even challenging Paul's authority and Paul's teaching. So we saw last time about Paul talking about the authority of the apostles and challenging them with the reality that they live in as apostles versus this fantasy that the people of Corinth live in, that they're pretty much, they've arrived as Christians and they're very proud of themselves. And so Paul is challenging their view of themselves and trying to reorient their thinking. So now in verse 14, he's just slammed them about the way they are. And he says, I'm not writing this to shame you, but to warn you as my dear children. Well, they should be ashamed. So he says, I'm not writing this to shame you, because that's not his purpose, to shame them. But if they actually read the letter, they should be ashamed. They should feel very bad about how they have been acting, how they have been thinking. But his purpose isn't to shame them. His purpose is to correct them. He says, I'm not writing to shame this, but to warn you as my dear children. And that's the relationship he is appealing to here as his children in Christ. He's not coming to them as an apostle of God, commanding them. He's urging them as his children to correct their behavior. Verse 15, he says, For you may have countless instructors in Christ, but you don't have many fathers. Now, the word gets translated as instructor. Notice it doesn't say teacher. It says instructor, because this is a word that actually, it would almost be like a, a nanny, someone who is in charge of children and take them back and forth to school and care for them, but not actually be their formal teacher. So guardian is the way it gets translated in, in some Bibles. They are an instructor to a certain extent, but not a formal teacher. And if you said teacher, it's the, the point here is you have a lot of people influencing you throughout your life, but you don't have a lot of parents. And Paul's pulling the parent card here, that I 
founded the church in Corinth. Five years ago, I was there. I founded the church. I brought the gospel to you. And because of that, you are my spiritual children. So you don't have any fathers. You may have a lot of instructors. He says, For I became your father in Christ Jesus through the gospel. He is the one who brought the gospel to Corinth. He is the one who preached to them, and they came to faith. So he's using more of a relational challenge here in urging versus just straight authority. And based on that, he says in verse 16, Therefore, I urge you to imitate me. They have behavior problems. They're not acting right. They're not acting like Christians. They're not acting the way they should. And so they need to follow his example. So he says, imitate me. Follow my example. Do what I do. I was with you for a significant period of time. He was with them for 18 months on the second missionary trip. And during that time, he spent with them. He taught them a lot. He's saying, go, go back to what I taught you. Go back to what I showed you. Go back to how you saw me conduct life. Imitate me. And in case you forgot, verse 17, this is why I have sent Timothy to you. He's my dearly loved and faithful child in the Lord. He will remind you about my ways in Christ Jesus, just as I teach everywhere in every church. So he has sent Timothy to Corinth. He's not the one carrying this letter. He uh, probably already left Ephesus because Paul doesn't mention Timothy in the letter as being with him. So Timothy's nowhere mentioned other than here. And we see in Acts 19.22 that Paul sent Timothy on to Macedonia. Macedonia is the northern part of Greece where Philippi and Thessalonica are. Presumably, he was sent to go to Macedonia, then down to Achaia, the southern region where Corinth is. So Paul says, I have sent Timothy to you. Now, later in chapter 16, as Paul's closing it up, he says, if Timothy comes, uh, treat him well. So he doesn't expect that Timothy's already there yet. Probably the letter will get to them before Timothy does. But he has sent Timothy with the purpose to remind them about the ways that Paul taught them, just as he teaches everyone. So he doesn't have a set of teachings for Corinth, another set of teachings for Thessalonica, another set of te teachings for Ephesus. He teaches the same thing everywhere. But he sent Timothy. They know Timothy because Timothy was with Paul when he was in Corinth. So they have a relationship with Timothy. They know Timothy, and they know Timothy is Paul's troubleshooter, Paul's guy that he sends to deal with things. Now, what's their attitude about Timothy? Because some of them seem to have a bad attitude about Paul. Don't know, but he has sent Timothy anyway to help them, to remind them, to show them, to bring back to remembrance what he taught them when he was there what he and Timothy and Silas taught them when they were there. Verse 18, it says, Now some of you are arrogant, as though I were not coming to you. This goes along with the idea we brought up a couple times ago, that it seems there's a certain group there in Corinth who are pretty much anti-Paul, that they're 
badmouthing Paul for some reason. They're discounting Paul. They're challenging his authority as an apostle. They're challenging his teachings. They're very down on Paul. And he's dealing with them directly. So far, it's been pretty generic about the church. Now he's focusing in on this group who are troublemakers as far as Paul goes. And he says they're arrogant as though I'm not coming. Verse 19, but I will come to you soon if the Lord wills. And I will find out not the talk, but the power of those who are arrogant. Now this is interesting talk. So he says, I'm coming. Now it depends on God as far as when I come. So the time frame could be a little loose. But the certainty is I am coming. The arrogant think I'm not coming. They're acting like I'm not going to show up. Well, I am going to show up. Now he brings up this idea of talk versus power. We had seen that earlier in the letter. This contrast between talking and power. Because their talk, they like their eloquence. They like eloquent speech. And it's all rooted in human wisdom. That's why he's been hammering this idea that human wisdom and God's wisdom are not the same thing. God's wisdom comes from the gospel and is the power of the Holy Spirit. Human wisdom is just that, and it doesn't count much when you're dealing with spiritual issues. He says, so I'm going to come. <laughs> I'm coming down there, and we'll see what goes on then, because I'm not too impressed with their speech, their talk, their wisdom. I want to see what kind of spiritual power they have. Verse 20, for the kingdom of God is not a matter of talk, but of power. By talk, he doesn't mean the gospel isn't important. He's talking about this idea of how you speak, that you use eloquence of speech and convince people by your clever words and clever arguments. No, we're dealing with spiritual powers at work here. Their talk is rooted in human wisdom. Paul's gospel is rooted in the power of God. So he challenges the troublemakers directly. Yeah, I'm going to come down there and we'll see who has the authority that God has given. Now verse 21, this is not directed at the troublemakers. This is directed at the whole church. He says, what do you want? Should I come to you with a rod or with love and a spirit of gentleness? He says, how do you want me to treat things when I come down there? You want me to come down there and discipline you? Or do you want me to come down there and love you? He calls them his children and he's urging them to change. And so he's basically putting them back on them. How I show up and how I deal with you depends on you. If you repent, if you resolve your issues, if you act differently, then it's going to be a gentle spirit of love. If you keep going the way you are going, it's going to be some hard discipline. So it's direct to the whole church because the whole church is allowing this to happen. The church should be dealing with the troublemakers. We shouldn't have to have Paul come and deal with the troublemakers. The church should be dealing with the troublemakers. That's part of the problem in the Corinthian church is they're, they're not standing up for the gospel. They're not standing up for 
correct behavior. They're just allowing everybody to do whatever they want and go a little wild. So the church should have already dealt with this problem. So Paul's made this long argument about human wisdom versus God's wisdom. He's challenged them that they're hung up on human wisdom and they've missed God's wisdom, that they're still acting like infants. They're not even acting like believers, so you can't treat them like believers. He's uh, challenged them on how they view apostles. He's now challenging directly the troublemakers who are discounting Paul himself. And he's telling them, I'm coming down there. I already sent Timothy, and I will follow. And we'll see when I get there who God really has empowered. Thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we continue working through 1 Corinthians 